0: Discretion advised, this podcast entails personal opinions, life stories, and drama. Hosted in a trillion city of Texas where it doesn't get any realer than it. It don't get no realer than this, man. What up, y'all? I'm your host, model, and entrepreneur, Trinkell, and you know, let's chop it up, man. oh I haven't talked to y'all in a minute. Mm okay so today we are gonna talk about um some anxiety just some things that you know i've been experiencing while in college um and some things i just been noticing just around the campus and talking to my friends and chopping it up with them um so without further ado i might tell y'all a little story time too i haven't figured it out yet but I did want to tell y'all before we get into it. I just uploaded my first YouTube video. So I will be putting uh, my clips of my podcast on my YouTube channel. Um, So if you have time, tune in to my YouTube channel. I'll be, you know, eating and chopping it up with y'all about stories and things like that. So, yes. Okay, so um, like I said in my last episode... Y'all know that my grandma just recently passed away. Um, it's going on about three weeks now, I believe. And who I wouldn't say, honestly, that it's gotten easier. I think I didn't really know how I was going to respond to her dying. Um, I didn't really know how I was going to respond to going to a funeral of my grandmother either. Um, just as well as nobody would you know, know how to respond to that type of stuff. And everybody keeps asking me if I'm okay. Um, And I don't really know how to answer that question just because I feel two type of moves. One, I feel selfish that um, after, you know, that I'm still making content, that I still have to keep moving. Um, And there are people grieving, people as in, you know, my sisters and my mom. Um, But then at the same time, it's, eating me alive like I don't want to get out of bed I don't feel like moving um and it's her death is just probably like the bubble of everything was really like making me drained and emotionally scared and tired is that now I'm thinking about death as a whole I'm not just like thinking okay my grandma just passed away I'm grieving about her presence being gone it's okay my mom could die even though you know we all already you know process things like that and think about it but it's like if you don't really have to why would you think about your mama dying why would you think about um you know putting together a funeral or something like that and it just is really messing me up um and then you know plus all this stuff with people dying, PNB Rock just got shot, and it's really just like, man, anybody can die, and I, um, I went through something the other day where, uh, I guess it's called, like, sleep paralysis, I thought it was called something else, I don't know what I thought it was called, but basically, um, I just had one of them nights where I was just sad, and I kept tossing and turning and flipping, and all that type of stuff in my sleep until I finally woke up and I just went back to sleep but couldn't wake back up. Um uh, so it was basically like I I sleep in a pretzel. Um like maybe like a little shrimp. You know how when you buy a little shrimp from the store and they are really curled up? That's how that's how I normally sleep. And I Telling myself, like, open your eyes, TK, open your eyes. And I couldn't open my eyes. And I and I was trying to like stretch my legs out. And I couldn't stretch my legs out. And I was just starting to panic. Like even right now, me telling it to y'all, it's making my heart race so bad because I can remember how I was. Like I literally Could not move. I couldn't open my eyes. And I started panicking so much that I thought that I was like, TK, you got to calm down, baby, before you have a heart attack. Like, this is exactly what I'm telling myself in my mind because I couldn't open my eyes and I couldn't move. Boy, when I finally opened my eyes, I said, I'm not going back to sleep no more. (laughs) I'm not going back to sleep and I'm staying up because that was the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. You know, and I never really open up about me having anxiety, and I never really open up about me being stressed. And I know it probably really seems like I talk about a lot of serious topics on my podcast, but I mean, really at this time and stage of my life and a lot of other people's lives as well, we going through it. You know, and it's a lot of things that me as a 21-year-old, I don't really know. I don't know, and I never experienced it. And I just be want to talk about it with people because a lot of people feel like they're by themselves when it comes to things like that. And, you know, a lot of us, we black, you know, and we can talk to our mamas and we can talk to our aunties and things like that. But we can't really talk to them. You can't go up to your mama and say, Mama, I've been going through this in my little body, through my little body, and I don't know how to deal with it. You know, and in my case, I'm grieving, and I don't know how to grieve, and I'm stressing because I graduate in December. And it's just a lot of stuff that I'm dealing with emotionally and mentally, and I don't want to put that on my mama. You know, she a single parent, and she got to go through what she going through herself. And it's like... I will feel real bad. But I did find this Bible verse for y'all cuz y'all know I y'all know I got to put y'all along with the verses. Okay, so since we really going to be talking about anxiety, I'm going to open up a little bit. Um Because my mama told me I needed to. So I guess I will. Um, But this Bible verse is Psalms 46 verse 11. Um, It says, surrender your anxiety, be silent and stop your striving. And you will see that I am God. I am the God above all nations. And I will be excelled throughout the whole earth. That's what God said. Um. And you know what, it's easier said than done for a lot of people and I'm speaking mostly to my entrepreneurs right now, my 21 year olds, my 20 year olds that, you know, we don't have no choice but to keep pushing. Like we don't have no choice but to not give up because a lot of us are first generation students. A lot of us are um, the first in our families to do lots of things, to you know think about have ideas and try to be our own person um and it's just it's so easier said than done and I have days where um I don't want to get out of the bed and I really didn't want to talk about it because I don't want y'all to think I'm depressed and it's not that it's really just it's hard being a black woman It's hard being a black woman, it's hard being a dark-skinned woman, and it's hard being dominant. Like, that's really just honestly what it is. If you really sit down and think about, and this is for my dark women, right? Um, I could easily generalize and just say black women, but I'm not going to do that. I want to specifically talk to my dark. Skin women Right quick If you really sit down And think about a lot of the things That we go through A lot of things that stress us out Are not in our control Some of the things are because Of the color of our skin For example So Back to when my grandma died Right Um, So my school I go to a predominantly Hispanic school A PSI not an HBCU, not a PWI, a PSI, okay? With the Spanish, okay? So um, we tried to start a majorette team for the school. And um, the captain of the team was a male, um, but everybody else on the team was a female. And so... He's basically, you know, been a majorette for a while, for a very long time. Um, And as y'all may know, I was a dancer for 12 years, but I never did majorette. Um, And so, you know, obviously he knows everything. But when you're when you've always been in a leadership position, you know how to run the team. You know how to keep the team going versus somebody who is just a choreographer, Right. So. We're basically practicing, um, and I, like, have a moment where this was three days after my grandma passed away. Um, So we're practicing from, like, 5 p.m. to 9 p.m., and uh, I said, hey, do you think that it would be possible for me to take a break? I want to go home and go to sleep. I was like, we have practice Tuesday no we have practice Monday Wednesday I'm going home I'm going home Thursday the funeral is Friday and the game is on Saturday right so the dude said um well if you really wanted to learn the counts you will stay here and I was like yeah you know we've been practicing for about three hours I got practice for two more days. The game is on Saturday, you know, and if I decide that I don't want to finish the rest of the counts, if I decide that I won't be able to dance for the first part of the game, then that is okay. My grandma just passed away. So, you know, I'm pushing myself to the limit of no return. If I break, if I literally, like, fall into a mental hole that I can't get myself out of, that's on me. And if I if it takes me a longer time to get out of that hole, then it would have took me if I would have sat down and grieved and healed. Then that's on me. So me being in charge of my health, me being um, in charge of my boundaries and things like that. I want to go home and go to bed. I will see you tomorrow. And his response was, well, one of his many responses was, my daddy died two years ago. Um... And I still think about him every day. I still get up and move. I still get up and dance. You know, and I realized, and I was talking to my mama about this. I realized that a lot of, most of the times when us dark women, because this has happened to me so many times, where I've explained my hurt, I've explained that I need a break, I I explained my pain. This happened to black men as well. And we're not listened to. We're not... Respected enough to where nobody has sympathy for us needing a break. Nobody has sympathy for us putting an acknowledgement on how serious our mental health actually is. And it's messed up. And that's why I said, I can't necessarily say it's all black people because it's some, but mostly it's the dark people, just as well as, you know, when we was in high school, when we was little, the light-skinned people never had a name for when somebody wanted to call them ugly. But the dark-skinned people did. Baby, they called me Midnight. Baby, called me Baby, we, hold on, we had a whole saying, black of the berries, sweeter the juice, regardless of if that's a compliment or not, that was an excuse for people to say that, for people to realize that it was okay to love us, for people to realize that it was okay for, for them to call us beautiful, black of the berries, sweeter of the juice. It, 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 let me tell you one thing, if you say that to me, you can go ahead and go out the door because... You basically telling me that the only reason why I'm beautiful to you is because of a saying that came about 50 years ago. Back to the story. Back to the story. So anyway, um, you know he says that, and I politely tell him "f you." I did. I'm, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I politely said "f you," and who do you think you are? Um, and I, you know I usually I usually don't. I'm one of those people where, and I know a lot of y'all can relate to me on this, I don't care to tell my side of the story and that's why I messed up. I don't care to have something happen to me and run and tell everybody before everybody else finds out from the other person party I don't care for that and that's where it messed up I feel like a lot of the times most of the times there are a lot of people who don't like you because you allow somebody to tell their side of the story before you told your side of the story and then you accepted the fact that those people think that way of you and because you know who you are because you don't care about what somebody has to say about you you never clear it up and you need to start If it really, honestly, I can't even say if it really matters to you because even me, it don't matter to me. I don't care about what you think about me. But when you're in that college bubble, you really can't have that kind of attitude, especially when you're one of those people that are outgoing. Because let's just say, for instance, me, right? This dude said what he had to say to me about my grandma passing and how I should grieve and what I should still be able to do, not knowing the relationship I have with my family, not knowing the relationship I have with my grandmother. Even so, even if you did, you didn't have no right to speak on that. We ain't family. You didn't have no right to speak on that. You know. So let's just take that for an example. Me being... I don't like drama, I like peace, you know, I don't, I don't care for it. I was going to, whatever that argument happened in that room, it was going to stay in that room. And when I went home and went to sleep, like I said, I got more important things to worry about. I was going to go home and go to sleep. I wasn't finna call somebody. What was how's my mama? I wasn't finna call somebody and let them know what happened. I wasn't finna lace them, lace up the school and let them know that we just got in an argument and dude threw a chair at me and punched the wall. I wasn't gonna do that. I was not gonna do that. But you know what? People show their true colors. He had already called everybody while we was in a room. Before we left out the room. Called a whole group chat of people and let them know what happened while I was standing there. You know what I'm saying? And I said, I said, you can't even be an adult to have a conversation, have a disagreement. And it shouldn't have even been a disagreement. It shouldn't have even been a conversation. Somebody that's grieving, who grandma passed away three days ago, you tell them to suck it up. We in college, this ain't no job, baby. You're not paying me, me even just being here. Hey, TK, I'm, I'm glad that you're here. I'm grateful. I know you're going through some stuff. Take it as easy as you would like to take it. Take it as slow. If you want to go fast, we can go fast, but no pressure. And I feel like because I am who I am, because I'm dark-skinned, because I'm dominant, because I speak my truth, a lot of people, not even just a lot of people, let's just say him, he didn't respect the that boundary that, okay, I know that she don't show that she's sad most of the time or that she has anxiety or that she going through something, but at this one time, I need to believe her. Just like, you know, when I seen a story the other day of a black man, he was saying he went to the doctor and he had a little bump on his knee. And the little bump was like, it was hurting to the point where he needed to go to, the, he wanted to go to the hospital. That's how bad he was hurting. But if you look at it, it's like, it looked like a little mosquito bite. I'm not going to lie. But that's a black man. That's a man in general. If a man said mosquito bite hurt to the point where he had to go to the hospital, you as the doctor. Was is supposed to take care of him And I wish I could give us Some type of um, Solution for this problem But the only solution that I can give Is what my um, What's it called? Opiometrist You know the little man that check your eyes Um, He gave me some very good advice actually He told me that Anytime you go to the doctor or anytime you go to the hospital and you complain about something, write it down. Write it down, document it whenever that pain starts. If that pain started at 3 p.m., write it down at 3 p.m., describe the pain, where it was, and et cetera. So when you go somewhere else, you got documentation, et cetera. That's the only advice he gave me, and it was very, very good advice. So I just want to throw that in there for y'all. Um, but back to the story again Y'all know black people can't stay on topic <laughs> Okay so back to the story anyway So basically um, That happened He told everybody And I had no choice But to be the bigger person about it and sometimes, and most of the times, I find myself being a bigger person about a lot of things because I don't like the way that people perceive me. I don't like the way that so many people have gained friendships off of, based on me, based off their hatred of me. So many people are very easy to test my buttons because they've never seen me act out in a manner of, oh, I'm going to cuss you out and try to fight you. That's not me. That's not the energy that I'm on. Um, And I just feel like, honestly, I just feel like a lot of me is so misinterpreted, and I have never gotten a chance to express who I am and show who I am uh, mentally, emotionally, and things like that. And I just hate it. Ew, like, it's disgusting. Bye. <laughs> what I will say is, um, from what I learned through going through a lot of these things is, you honestly just have to have yourself. You honestly have to have yourself. And regardless to how hard it is, a lot of people... No matter what year we're in, they just don't have respect for us. And its I catch myself sometimes saying, oh, I hate being dark. Like, I love being black, baby, but I hate being dark sometimes. And it should never be that. That should never be the case. It should never be you hate the way that you think, you hate the way that you look, you hate the way that you smile, because of another person and really I find my anxiety coming from the fact that a lot of people think so many things about me and I can't fix what they think I can't change it um and it just really upsets me and it hurts my feelings a lot um mostly because nine times out of ten it may seem like, okay, okay, okay. It may seem like I am problematic, but I'm not. I I know that it's mainly because, and I seen this on an interview, Oprah. She was basically saying, when you see that seed about to grow, smash it. And that's my problem. And that's why I was saying, you need to start speaking up for yourself. You need to start making people Um, accept your boundaries and abide by your boundaries because that seed is already planted. The seed is already planted and it's your choice if you're going to water it or if if you're going to allow somebody else to water it. So if they're watering that seed already and it's growing and you haven't fixed it before it became a plant, that's on you. You need to start speaking up for yourself and setting those boundaries and not allowing people to cross them and giving yourself as much love as you give everybody else and be as dominant with yourself as you are for everybody else. Literally. And I know it's, like I said, it's definitely easier said than done. And I'm only 21 and I started doing this at... 18, I still haven't got to the point where I wanted to get. I'm still allowing people to walk all over me and then hold it up inside until they get to their third strike, then I explode. And that's why I have so many problems. And I feel like, Honestly, I realized that I'm not even going to say I feel like I definitely realized that's why I have so many problems and that's why it's really hard for me to keep a friend for a long time um because not only do I allow people to say whatever they want to say about me, um I don't nip it in the bud when it's when I first get irritated, when I first catch that ick. Um I, let, I would let somebody eat my food, lick their finger, put their finger back in my food, and just tell them, no, it's okay, you can have it. I don't want it anymore. Instead of setting that boundary saying, I don't like that you just did that, um, and I would appreciate if you go buy me some more food, you can eat this one, or you can just recook what I was eating because you disrespected me and did that. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to give them that one strike. Let them do something again, and then let them do something again. Now I explode it. Now it's at the point of no return, you know. Um, And like I said, it's a lot of things that we got to work on. Um, It's a lot of things that um, I have to work on myself, and I haven't got there. But I don't beat myself up about it, okay? Don't beat yourself up about it. But like I was saying, anyway, this is my last point. Um, Anxiety is real. Uh, Active depression is real. And you shouldn't beat yourself up about that. You shouldn't beat yourself up if you don't know how to deal with it. Um, And at the same time, you shouldn't allow nobody to not know how to deal with you feeling like that because it's a normal thing. And we don't talk about it enough as black women, black men. We don't talk about it enough. And maybe because the world hasn't given given us a safe space to talk about our mental health, to talk about the anxiety that we have. And it's really underrated. It's really sad that I could get on my hands and my knees and cry and tell you that I'm in pain. And it'll still be minimized. I won't get as much respect as the next person. And I just wanted to honestly leave y'all with that. If you've been thinking about it, if you've been feeling that, y'all know y'all can chop it up with me. Y'all know y'all can send me a message. And even if I don't know the answer to it, baby, we're going to figure it out together. Okay? But that's all I got for y'all today. Tune in next week for the next episode. I I was going to give y'all a sneak peek on what it was going to be about. But I love y'all too much to do that, so I'm not going to do that. Make sure y'all watch my intro video to my YouTube channel. Link is going to be in the description. If you got any story, drama, anything you want me to talk about unanimously, make sure you send it to my DMs on Instagram or email it to me. Thank y'all for chopping it up with me today. See y'all next week.